I'm enjoying the Sunday vibes. This is like yeah, such we, a kind should of. Should we just get started? Like, yeah, David, David can get going. Get, David can chill. Join David can jump whenever, in because it's chill. Reflect, isn't it? Welcome mm. to the Reflect. This is the Critical Ditto Reflect for the Cosmic Power Arc, um, which just concluded. Really hope that you enjoyed that one. Uh, we feel like the feedback's been pretty good, so that's good. Yeah. For, was, for a, a, a madcap sort of arc well, as well. It, wasn't it? We were a bit, I'm not worried about this arc, but I remember when we, we sort of finished it, we were like, what was that? <laughs> you know, it was, yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've had, when I've been walking down the street, some guy just sort of just walked past me and he was like, hey, cosmic power, talking Pokemon, are you mental? And I thought that was what the fan reaction was going to be like, but actually mm. most people have been all right. Yeah, yeah. Who, who was that? Did you ever follow it? Well, it sounded like thing? Josh Widdicombe. Was it Josh um, Widdicombe? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, to, to, to everyone else, is Josh, Josh Whittacombe. To me, he's you know dad. So, you know, wait, what? Is, whoa, that's whoa. a twist. The extended lore of Tom Dale has just yeah, that's right. <laughs> opened up. That's right. Uh, well, I'm glad Josh enjoyed. Oh no, Josh didn't like it. Well, that's a shame. No, he didn't. We, like we it. lost Josh as a purist. listener in the last. Oh, start. that was Josh that left. Okay, yeah. Mm. But to the people who did enjoy, he it, might Widder come back. Am I right? Oh, geez. Well, hello. That's that Sunday, Sunday vibes. vibes. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna let that slide because it's Sunday. <laughs> Good old Sunday. But for the people who did enjoy it, uh, cool. This is the reflect. Thanks for your questions that you've sent in. Um, I think I speak for everyone when I say I'm really excited for what's coming next as well. Yeah, big um, time. Yeah. But also quite now, worried. Now we've got now we've got the good arc in season Wait. three to come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you've suffered through the. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is we thought we thought cosmic power was going to be the very the hit and miss arc where we, where we could have been the low point of the no, series, but, but know, everyone seems to have really enjoyed it. So now I'm worried back. that the ones we really like, are the ones yeah, that's going to hate. <laughs> um, but yeah, mm. do be excited about what's to come. Tom, you're worried? Not worried. Like nervous, nervous, excited because you know there's a lot of uh, yeah. there's a lot of emotion in the. Well, you've established now that you get assaulted on the street by Josh Widdicombe if it's well, bad, exactly. so there are stakes. <laughs> there are stakes. Uh, shall we take... Oh, yeah, by the way, David hopefully will join us at some point. Um, it's casual Sunday vibes. He's casual. He's oh, busy. Yeah. Was, that, was that him? Might have been him on the Don't WhatsApp so. group. No, no, it's no. not him. No, that's a shame. That was Josh Widdicombe. <laughs> I can hear you recording. <laughs> Stop it. I hate you. Stop it. <laughs> Right, who's who's got Tom? Have you got questions or should I've, I've got some questions? Should we do our first? Yeah, so I'm just going to work down the Discord from where you put your call let's out. Let's start. Questions. Let's start with all of the questions specifically for David. Mm, mm, good that idea. Seems, that good seems idea. That seems Sunday vibes. Yeah. Right. Let's start with a question from artist extraordinaire Jelly. Listeners will know Jelly through their artwork for the podcast, which is fantastic. So thank you. Jelly asks. Oh, it's a lovely question to start. Mm. What was your favourite character or Pokemon moment of this arc? Favourite moment this arc? I think my favourite character moment for Cosmic Power... So, yeah, I'm going to say it was the Samantha Goomy Juice flashback, which Theo had. Oh, no, that wasn't a Goomy Juice flashback. No, that wasn't a... That was just another flashback. I'm getting so confused by the flashbacks within that episode. So this was a regular flashback, not a Goomy Juice flashback. (laughs) Oh, God, what are we talking about? (laughs) It was the one where we found out that the, the, the tiny, minor, throwaway character that was mentioned in Foul Play 3 during another flashback uh, where Theo and Adri had been bullying a random church member in a stupid scene suddenly took on so much meaning 
in that we found out that it was an old friend of Theo's who Theo had abandoned at the church. And it said so much about how Theo was able to compartmentalize and discard certain parts of their lives when they no longer seemed to need them. And it just told me so much about Theo. And as Ali has intimated, it comes into play in a huge way in the next arc, the one that's coming up as well. So it was this, I, I just loved how it was this tiny, stupid moment from an arc a season and a half ago. And it's become this huge defining character moment for Theo going forward. I thought that was so fun. Ali, your favourite moment? Do I hear a conversation about... Sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh, oh David, David was summoned sorry, by our compliments to his role play. I was, I was summoned by <laughs> fine words. I'm so sorry to interrupt in the middle of... No, come on line. in. We, we're having a very casual Sunday reflect, David. And uh, we, we literally just started on the first question, which was what was your favourite character moment from Cosmic Power? And uh, my answer was uh, you and the Samantha reveal, the reveal that, that you had had a relationship with Samantha before the church and had abandoned mm. them. And now we're going to hear Alistair Hill's great character hmm. moment. Do you want me to think of one like for Kenny or just like generally? Just generally, mate. Whatever. Ali, Whatever did you, you listen Sunday to any vibes. of the other character moments? Or were you sort of... No, yeah. I zone out when <laughs> it's only the character moments. Yeah. Yeah. Is David still here? No, he, he basically realised that <laughs> we weren't going to talk about his character anymore or him. So he was like, great, not needed. I'll jump in when, when necessary. <laughs> Tom, your moment with... Uh, Brandy's moment with Theo where... You said you didn't want Kenny to come with you to the prison. Because um, I wasn't expecting that. And it said a lot about Brandy and her inner doubts with sort of what she's employed Tallahassee to do and everything. Mm. And then how you kind of put that to one side after Theo convinced you. I just really enjoyed that little moment. Um, in terms of sort of for, for Kenny, I mean, this is both Kenny and a Pokemon moment. I, I did enjoy chatting with King Thrush about what it means to be sort of a leader. I think Kenny has almost been thrust into this mini leadership position not within the the main trio but sort of in a wider context with the kind of poker powered people that he's met it's a season theme for kenny isn't it this leadership yeah, yeah very much so yeah. yeah and then from that the whole leadership thing i was like wait that's perfect because kenny's sort of forming the, the the what would kenny do's from the rock slide arc mm, and there's this yeah, idea exactly. of like people being convinced by Kenny and following Kenny and what does that mean to Kenny? Is he able to handle that? I don't know. Yeah. And then I got a Kamoa from it, so that was cool. That was also very did you, cool. Did you like that, Ali? Because that wasn't, that wasn't clear <laughs> in the records when you <laughs> yeah. appreciated that. Before that point. No, I, I um, so Cosmic Power, best character beats. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with the moment of, of Kenny offering himself up to Mac and Team Helsing, which I think was a beginning of Kenny as a character beginning to make greater good decisions in nice. this uh, mm. larger season it's it was the beginning of kenny's i mean kenny is always the altruistic character of the three mm. but i think that whole do the next right thing has been a very interesting and actually weirdly morally dubious position for kenny to be in and i think that that was a great moment for me i think that was a really interesting beat for all of us uh in that in that particular arc yeah agreed agreed my favorite character moment tallahassee touching stuff under the influence, that <laughs> of course. Was, it's just such an of insight course. into it's that that man's psyche. Yeah. No, I think I think my favorite yeah. my favorite what character. I, what moment. I really enjoyed about that Tom is I don't know who edited that episode, but somebody decided to make the decision to cut the line. Oh, Tallahassee, your 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 character trait is tactile, isn't it? So that line got, was gone. So he mm. very much did come across as if Tallahassee was a sexual deviant. 
And I enjoyed that creative decision. Whoever made that, again, don't want to name names. I don't know who that was. I think it was some, someone. Some, did. Someone cut it without thinking about the ramifications, <laughs> and then couldn't find that bit clipped back. And then you know, oh, okay. it's late. You're thinking, you know someone. what? The audience will get it. They'll, get they'll it. figure it out, oh, or they they'll be, they or it. they'll be traumatized. <laughs> Second part of Jelly's question. What was it two part? But they said, what is something we would like to try once once um, whatever comes next after the final season? Oh, after what? season post critical ditto. Once critical ditto story finally oh. comes into a landing, we realise we're all living in Barnaby Tim's, you know, model <laughs> village. Um, <laughs> if Why is that the most terrifying twist. place that we could live, a model village? <laughs> God, life after after the Zafloat Souls. I don't. Th- I well, don't we can think finally stop talking really... to each other. We can. We can give up oh, this facade of being friends. Oh, we stopped being friends two years ago, and it's been such a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, I think it's it's a bit hard to sort of put yourself in that place right now because we're kind of near the end, but also we've got an entire season to record, season four. Mm. Yeah, and that. And then the releasing of it will take even longer. Indeed. Well, exactly. The, the podcast won't actually end until about 2023. Three? Yeah. At the yeah. earliest. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mad, isn't it? Like, what will we be doing in 2023? Tom? You know, we'll be digging through the rubble of the remnants of Great Britain oh, and we'll true. be fighting the French. <laughs> you know, I just I don't know what I'll be doing. I may not have time to Pokemon podcast in that new world. <laughs> but the new world will need Pokemon podcasts, Tom, to rebuild <laughs> so the world. We'll, whatever we whatever world rises from the ashes will need a Pokemon podcast. We might have an electric tale of Mr. Burns situation where <laughs> yes. the only cultural <laughs> artifact that survives is Critical Ditto. Yeah, but David, which episode? Which specific cultures? episode of Critical Ditto is the one that survives? Please, the Goomy Juice <laughs> flashback episode. Please, can it be that one? Oh my word! I oh. I think it would have to be the Goomy Juice flashback episode. That's got the most. That's got the most material for a post-apocalyptic theatre troupe fair, to explore. As long as fair. they have trombones. Okay, be more Broadway. Three eight two eight writes. What was the hardest thing to record this arc? Go I on. think I think I would say personally in the one of the opening episodes. I think it's episode two of Cosmic Power. So Cosmic Power two when we were playing the negative characteristics of our oh, characters God. to the max. Yeah. Mm. That was chaos. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> was because of the chaos. Because you're trying to play that, but also you're very aware that stuff does need to happen. You need to get information. We need to know. Because we were in such a weird environment as well that they were talking yeah. Pokemon. What it- we ended up doing was like we all took on NPCs that were pro- progressing the kind of plot of the episode, whereas our mm. actual characters were just doing everything they could to, to stop, stop the it. plot yes. happening. <laughs> but honestly, one of my, maybe my favourite character moment actually was Kenny in the trombone, sliding in, in, in the, the tuba sliding along the floor like a worm. <laughs> it was so funny as an image in my head. But yeah, that was absolute chaos and so difficult to do. Mm. Just because you're aware that it's, you know, you have to tell a story. You know, you have to do stuff. Stuff has to happen. Stu, were you were you there just going? I was I like, I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was. <laughs> no, I mean it was great. I loved I loved how it how it came out and how it ended up. But yes, I as soon as we sort of started, I was like, oh, this will be a fun character challenge for them. And then I realised, as you said, Ali, I was like, wait, oh no, there's no way their characters can progress any kind of narrative now and it was only really when 
the, the, the Gumi Juice was the key, wasn't it? it Gumi was Juice was that the key. unlocked the door that allowed us to progress Classic. the episode. And so I think I think we all we all kind of realised that we needed something, something to progress to, the plot. To, and to then heal. and then yeah. the first thing that we mentioned that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't directly related to the weird vibes was like right, it's that. I will say to the credit of of Stu and his decision to bring a drama exercise to the room for that episode <laughs> is that by by I making suck, us all <laughs> by, by making us all like do the Laban versions of our characters. I think that that did actually help to set up what has happened through that arc and actually no spoilers this time for the rest of season three which was focus on character because actually doing something very heightened allowed us to then have a season of exploring nuance because it basically made us choose what the pillars of our characters are and do it in a really absurd way but then we got to kind of go and do the mm-hmm. to get to do the character bit for yeah. the rest of the arcs like yes. if we hadn't have gone and sat there and gone our characters worst traits are x y and z i don't know if we'd have had some of the beats that our our lovely audience can get excited to hear later on i think that the heightened mm. bit helped create the subtlety Right, Ginny, pa- uh, patron. Yes, she is a patron. Patron and paladin. Sorry. Yes, patron and paladin Ginny asks, "What Pokemon from the pod would you like to have a long, long conversation with? What would you talk about?" Short answers, please. Ali, Snorleone. That would be a tense conversation as well. Mm. <laughs> I would just like knowing how Snorleone has managed to create a criminal empire whilst also being a rotund little Pokemon. I just would find very interesting. Mm-hmm. Stu. Dr. Bunnelby. Oh, and what would you talk about, Stu? <laughs> Are you just asking for therapy, yeah, Stu? Yeah, I was having a lot of time. Everything that I haven't already addressed in my life that I really need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, David? Um, I think that I would like to go around the Royal Academy Summer Exhibition with Mustache, hear, what's, hear what they think. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and for me, I think I'd love to talk to that Macargo floating on a, uh, on a hot air, on a, on a balloon. Why, and Tom? I th- Why? Please just I just... I just I only want to talk about them and their life experience and and where they've come from because I just I need to know that backstory and hopefully that happens in the podcast but that's that's me Tom Scott uh, number one odd father fan writes who is Professor Buckthorn <laughs> Professor Buckthorn can be uh, anyone uh, you want them to be Scott I, uh, I think I, I don't I, think I don't think we, we should say any any I don't any think we should say anymore I don't think the professor is... would like that Glarin asks. Um, in a dance-off between you and your characters, Stu gets to pick his character. Who would win? Ooh. Well, can I can I please pick Heron then? Because he's the groove, the groove <laughs> he's king. The groove king. He's the groove king. <laughs> would would Heron defeat General Phillips in I a, think, in a groove I think off? so. I think in that episode, I heard the fear in General Phillips. He felt threatened. General I Phillips see. felt threatened by Heron's grooving. So I think he's he's got youth on his side. He'd have the edge. I so weirdly see Theo being quite good at like sort of ballroomy stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it depends on the song that's playing in the background, doesn't Strictly it? Strictly come uh, sloping. If it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> if it's a Viennese waltz, I think Theo's got it down pat. If they if they put on anything post-2003 Earth time, I mean, I am currently sat here nursing a knee three times the size because Beyonce's blow came on at my friend's wedding and I did like a full <laughs> knee slide into oh, the pop. All right, Victoria's gone. Floor. So <laughs> it's, it's very Victoria's gone. I felt very seen by that episode. Um, so, if, uh, so if it was anything, if it was like modern R&B, Theo, I mean, number one, me and Theo would be making out by the end of it too. Um, I think it would be me. But yeah, anything, anything classical, anything based off 
routine skill technique. Anything that's, you know, going to Blackpool in the penultimate episode of Strictly Come Dancing, Theo's got it down. But I, I actually <laughs> think Brandy has the edge on Theo for the routine because of her cheerleading background. Mm. So I think actually she'd be very good at routines, but they'd be very peppy. I don't think she could slow dance. I don't think she could. Kenny's last. We all we can all look. Well, I don't know. I think Kenny's improv would be a Kenny's so free. Yeah, Kenny's. You know? If Kenny was doing like contemporary, I think Kenny would smash it. Yeah. But anything oh, else, yeah. anything with like rhythm, nah. That's you know. So we found saying... out that combined, we have the ultimate dance troupe. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> It's very um, New Directions, isn't it, as a, as a dance troupe? Like, it's, it's got the power of heart and not much else. So, Glaring, Paladin and Patron Extraordinaire, we've basically just said your question needed better parameters because we can all win the dance-off. It just depends what kind of dance-off we're involved in, who are the judges. So come back next at the next Reflect and, and expand. Next up, we've got Taco Spiel, um, and Taco Spiel writes something very um, on-brand, which is, what is y'all's favourite type of taco? David, do you have a favourite type of taco? I've honestly dreamed of the day this question's asked on this podcast, quite frankly. Um, so, <laughs> finally, uh, someone's my, asked finally. it. Finally, somebody's drilled into my love of Mexican food. My, my dream taco is a classic taco al pastor. Just a lovely, like an al pastor marinated pork with a bit of pineapple on top. An absolute Mexico City legend, a staple. If I see it on a menu, I will order six of them at any time. So do you know what? It's always going to be that. Do you know what, David? I know nothing about tacos, so I'm going to I'm going to trust you here. I'm going to say that is my dream taco as well. <laughs> I'm going to eat taco el pastor with oh, you, David. I hear what you're saying, lads. And yes, I will throw a taco night for us all to celebrate. That's great episode fantastic. 79. Let's oh my spend God, that, that patron money wisely. <laughs> Wonderful library actor and patron extraordinaire Miller Joy, Miller Moir, sometimes Miller, now Miller Joy, asks Wait, does on that the mean Discord, we've got, we've got a canon pronunciation? Is it Miller, Miller Moy? Because it's it Miller must Joy. be Miller Moy if it's Miller Joy. I, there I we go. I, well, there it is. Mystery is. has been wow. resolved. On the reflect mm. of all places. And they um, called it a filler episode. <laughs> <laughs> Miller, Miller Moy writes, if each of your characters existed as real people in real life, do you think you'd get along with each other? And Ooh. by extension, so Stu doesn't get left out. Which how NPC... much people are caring about me for this <laughs> reflect. This is real nice. Which NPC <laughs> do you think you'd get on, along best with in real life? Um, I guess I'll start with this one because I, I feel like I always throw it out to someone else first so I can get, have time to think. Um, who do I think I, I would get on with Brandy in real life? I think I would. Brandy, not to go too behind the curtain here, is based on uh, a lot of her attributes are based on my significant other. Um, <laughs> um, and we get on. Sorry, so she I won't think... listen, so she'll never know. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Brandy 100% would not listen to this podcast and certainly not the Reflect talking about the podcast if she were to listen to the podcast. Um, but yeah, I do think we would get on, get on, much like David, created a character I've fallen in love with, Stuart. Ooh. Clark. So which NPC do I think I'd have the best time with in real life? It's honey? <laughs> Maybe Honey? Do you know what? I, I think actually... you and Honey would have had a check, you know, I think you'd have gone out in, in high school or, or, or college or something, but you'd, <laughs> yes, you'd still be really good friends afterwards. Yeah, she's got such an early girlfriend vibe about her. <laughs> she realised after me, she was like, wow, I don't like men at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You, you changed her whole outlook uh, on life. Um... No, she was very much like, she was very much like, if I can't love Stuart Clark, 
it's it's obvious. I'm obviously it's over for attracted all men. to women. It's exactly, <laughs> all men. No man could compare. So, Ali, would you and Kenny get on? I mean, who wouldn't get on with Kenny, really? He, I think Kenny can, can kind of get on with anyone and only overlook his random bursts of extreme power. Yeah. Well, you're better than most of the characters in the podcast. <laughs> well, indeed. I'm not a bigoted like all of the NPCs you create, Stu. <laughs> I think that me and Theo uh, probably hooked up and had the best night of our lives and then Theo ghosted me. Uh, <laughs> I, think I, keep, I think I keep running into Theo on nights out and, uh, and having to like go off with a friend to the smoking area and be like, oh my God, Theo's here again. <laughs> I just I I don't I don't know if they hate me I don't know if they like me and everyone's like David nobody knows if Theo likes them or hates them that's kind of the other <laughs> kind of all like, oh, thing. Yeah, that's fair. Alex, aka Tyler Simp, right? Tyler Simp. Ty- that's their Discord name. Alex hyphen Tyler Simp. Purple Love Heart. Tyler, for those on the podcast, um, you know, those who've been listening to the podcast will might even say, who's Tyler? And you'd be correct. Tyler is one of the Elite Four members um, from episode three, I think. Four, first Theo. battle. For, yes, first battle with, with Theo. With the vaping alakid. Yes. Mm, very cool yeah. character. Mm. Um, Alex oh, has got a lot of questions. Here we go. Right. Are we picking? Quick. <laughs> Is this, a, is this a quick fire round? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There are ten four. questions. That oh, Alex here we go. So, one each. Stu, who's your favourite NPC overall? Jockey. Ali, who's your favourite NPC from this specific arc, Cosmic Power? Demi the Swampert. David, who out of the four of you does the best Welsh accent? Stu. No, it's not true. Tom. <laughs> Tom, what would happen if a Pokemon who was previously a Poker-powered, a.k.a. Opti or Celio, spent time in the Meteor site? Would they start becoming more like their past human self? Would they, on, semblance, would, they, would they have any semblance? Would they have any of their past life? Quick fire round. Yes. Uh, yes, no. they would become. They would become more human. It would take a long time, but I actually considered this. Brandy would not want Celia to go to the meteor site because even though Celia could theoretically, in multiple years' time, turn back into her father, she would be at her worst in the meteor site because it brings out her worst qualities. So it would actually be quite a tragic way to bring mm. back her dad. David, what D and D alignment class would Theo be? Lawful neutral, I think, probably. Stu, what was your favourite part about creating the Meteor site and it affects and its effects on both Pokemon and people? Quick answer. Uh, the fact that Metatite could speak to Theo. Ali, you can choose one character, NPC or Pokemon to write out of the podcast. Who are you <laughs> oh choosing God. and why? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, Brandy. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> right out of the... Oh my God. Um... I, no, this is a perfect question because it's not like it's not kill off, it's not get rid of, it's write out as if these characters are waiting right for the script yeah. for the next well, season and they won't well, get it. Spoiler just get alert! Slip. Spoiler alert to people: I will say that there is definitely a character that is about to be written out of the podcast in these next two arcs. <laughs> You'll notice doesn't get any. <laughs> it was written in and very much written out. I'm talking about. Right. Oh, oh right. yes. yes. Okay, yes, yeah. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, for a minute there, I was racking my brains. Exactly, because yeah. they got written out. Okay, to me, if this were to become a sp- series, what medium would you most want it to be in? Stop motion, animation, live action? Probably animation. I see it as an anime. Yeah. I Play- like the claymation? art style. Claymation would be interesting. I think... <laughs> Ardman. Ardman takes on critical. What if the Pokemon were Ardman and the characters were anime? So like every time they released a Pokemon, it was a claymation. Just get Gromit out of the Pokeball. There we go. Unfortunately, we only scored one out of ten in that quickfire round, but well done, everyone. Kate named 
Captain Lady Spoops McKit on what a Discord. Name. Right. What a name. Yeah, <laughs> what a name. If your characters were a Pokemon, which one would they be? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I can, like, Kenny can answer that. Kenny, you duck out of that one, bud. <laughs> Just want to say, though, I have no idea what, if any, Kenny Pokemon mm. is, mm. even to this day. All of your theories, they're all right and Possible. wrong. David? Uh, I'm currently looking through the list of gender unknown Pokemon and I'm going to go for Bronzong. <laughs> I love that. I thought you were going to say, I'm currently looking through the list of Pokemon and we'll be with you in four hours. <laughs> I say Bronzong. I think sort of defensive, you know, strong and smart, ancient and modern. Brandy. I think there's a Pokemon that I feel like would be quite grating on the ears and I'm going to say Combuscan. <laughs> okay. I think Brandy's a Combuscan. Jeremy writes, could you guys explore Jay Silver a bit more? Give us some more lore and maybe answer a couple of the questions we had about them. Um, well, it sounds like a spoiler, Jeremy. You're assuming there that we don't explore Jay Silver. <laughs> this is this is Jeremy. This is Jay. This is the Adri aficionado, okay? Yeah. And Jay Silver, yeah. obviously we know Adri was introduced looking for their father, Jay Silver. So this is tied to the Adri storyline. The Adri storyline is not finished, is it? So... Mm-mm. I don't know, Jerry. I don't think you can ask these things and still be invested in that Adri story. You've got, we gotta we gotta leave some some blank spaces, right? Yeah. If we have not addressed this by the end of the series, we will do a That's one fair. shot about Jay Silver. That is all right. Fair. That's let's, a promise. Let's, That's a promise let's right here, right here, right now. Ellie, patron and Discord extraordinaire, writes, If Kenny, Brandy and Thea were to travel as a companion with an incarnation of the Doctor, which one would each of them travel with? Brandy would just travel... This would be Doctor Who. Right, I'm assuming not a Doctor. Well, I, I, you just said a Doctor. <laughs> well, my local GP would be really, really pretty helpful. Really helpful. I think Brandy would travel with David Tennant, as she's effectively a Rose Tyler... Yeah, not Eccleston. Because I think Brandy would. I think I think Tennant has more Gary smoke than Eccleston. David, I'm going to go niche, and I'm going to say that Theo would travel with uh, the version of the Doctor played by Joanna Lumley from The Curse of Fatal Death, the (laughs) comic relief special that Stephen (laughs) Moffat did. Because if you have the opportunity to travel with Joanna Lumley, I think we all know who's going to take that opportunity. Ali, I think the current Doctor, Jodie Whittaker. Yeah, I think she. I think Kenny responds really well to female authority, and she's got a kind of like knee-ish vibe to her as well at times, and uh, and yet also is always able to save the day somehow. Okay, Varix has written. I've got one question in two parts. Considering the other three have actively been seen in recent arcs, would it stand to reason that the currently missing in action, Mister E, is the fourth Cardinal of the Compass? If so, what happened to them after the destruction of Surfloat Tower? Varix. Varax? Yeah, Varax. Varax. This actually gets a mention in the next episode. Is that? I think it does. I think Ooh, it does. Like, I think yeah, Theo. I think Theo references it. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. But yeah, I think this is not the last we've seen of Mister E. Probably. Probably not. I also think we did a midsection about Mister E. What happened to them? And actually, we should probably discard that because it's yeah, we didn't realize at the time that they were actually one of the most significant people, in arguably the in the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dark Holson writes. How much of the story slash session is planned and how much is just herding me out? Oh, 
Oh, is in that all cats? we are. That's as all in, we are. Yes. Right, 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 right. Yeah, we're the meow. <laughs> yeah, you're the cats. You don't want to do what I. See. Okay, I see. In fact, we're each a different regional meow. <laughs> stop. Who's stop who? Being co- which one's oh, which? Oh, that's really interesting. Sorry, Dark Holson. We will get to this, but this I've is my got question. to be a lowland meow. No, maybe I'm not. Maybe you're I'm. Not I feel like I'm. David's like a lowland meow. Yeah, I think Tom's Galarian. Oh no, wait, I was going to say. I think I'm Galarian. I think I'm Galarian, and then Ali is. I'm Canto, and David is. But you have the you have the option, Ali, to become the Gigantamax. I was going to say. Definitely Gigantamax Meowth, the long one. <laughs> the long one. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> uh, and we okay. won't clarify. How much of the story session is planned? Okay. That's a tricky one. I would say for each episode, the vignette or the star is planned. Like, I will have a very, very clear idea of Hold where... on, hold on. You planned the vignettes. Mm. Oh, I thought shot. you improved them all. I'm what? really disappointed. I'm so sorry. Me too. That this is you've told me that you've never, you've never, you never write anything down. You never. told me you couldn't write. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say, yeah, the start of each episode slash session is prepped. And then anything after, like, the first scene, no idea. Once the character has made any kind of decision, the ball is rolling. And we, we can't really know where it's going. Mac must never have been part of your no thoughts, right? No, no. The fact what that Mac was part of Vampire Squad. Yeah. No, no. I, why? Did, who came up with that? Did you come up with Max Mon? That it was Max Monferno. But I don't know if he was necessarily. This is the thing, folks. This in. is the thing, folks. Think, even if yeah. even if Stu was to plan it, he would forget the no, plan right, immediately. Right. <laughs> no, Ali, that was a plan. That I mentioned, Columbo the Monferno was wearing the jersey of Manchester United, didn't I? Well, you said yeah. you said Manchester United. Or did I just yes. say he's wearing a Blitzelball jersey and you said, I think it's Max Manchester? Maybe. I think that Who was Who knows? It. So anyway, basically, Dark Olsen, kind of a mishmash. Mainly, it's just whatever happens at the time. But I usually plan the start of an episode so that we can hit the ground running and we know exactly where we are. If I give Tom, Ali, David a few tent poles to hang their hooks on, they can then abseil away and go crazy and I can desperately try and keep up. Tan the Man 7 writes, will any of the video game, anime or manga characters show up in the Critical Ditto universe? Examples being characters like Red, Blue, Ash, May, etc. Yeah, I don't don't who don't know who you're referring to, Tan the Man. Uh, this is a very <laughs> original podcast. I don't know. Don't know what, what I thought we mean. came up with the idea of Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Satoshi Tajiri is just your nickname, isn't it, Ali? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good uh, question. Probably not. Probably Maybe. Probably I mean, we've not. had Wallace, the most important character. Everybody we've else had Wallace. Wallace, of came course. In. Yeah. Actually, um, so Tan the Man, become a patron, and you will you will discover Wallace um, interacting at the Tim's Mansion, involving a, 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 a runway session show. <laughs> <laughs> Fully canon. Ma- we actually we actually wrote to Pokemon, didn't we? And we said, look. I know, I know. We sort give of give us Wallace. Can we just have Wallace? <laughs> we asked for Cynthia, <laughs> and they gave us Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but um, I think in the main podcast, I doubt it. Mainly because I don't want—I don't think any of us want to feel tied down by no, expectations of yeah. a character that already exists. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, no, totally agree. Okay, Glarian comes in to say, "What's your favourite fan theory? If you have one, What's your oh, favourite fan theory?" I stay well clear of the fan theory section of the Discord because I'm like, most of them will probably be better than anything <laughs> I come up with, so I don't want to read them because I'll be influenced. <laughs> most of them most of them are i think my favorite one was that um calico worked for a worker was really into workers rights 
um, organization mm. was, was was in some way like very much union, a, a big union person. Um, I don't know if that was technically a theory, but I've, I've enjoyed it. Okay, and finally, Alex the Tyler Simp writes, in your opinion, what what has been the weirdest plot point in the... Well, I, they haven't specified, but let's say this arc, um, because there say, are too many weird plot points yeah, that we can go into. The weirdest plot point was probably the one that didn't make it to the main podcast. It was a little improv we did at the start oh of the God, final yes. Cosmic Power, <laughs> which oh, was, no, we did yes. an improv, which was the Pokemon hiding in the well from the Extreme Balls. We did their POV. And we, <laughs> I can't even remember. What we, we did, um, there was, well, I think there was a Goomy that ended up being like a Fungus. No. Oh no, it was a Fungus that ended up being a Goomy and then you know people what? started you know what, suckling Stu? at the Goomy. Stop there, stop there, <laughs> Stu. Because what we'll do is we'll put that on the patron. Oh yeah. The Patreon. Because everyone's going to want to listen now. Because well, that. that is, for me, that is when improv goes too far. When improv <laughs> goes wrong. Yeah, God, yeah. that's the flashbacks wow. of that. Mm-hmm. We'll put it, it on the Patreon. Okay. And it was not short. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another big, big red flag on improv. <laughs> Devin at Redneck Rub. Now Devin writes a massive. Basically, Devin knows their Pokemon lore. They know a lot about the Sinnoh folk tales, about Pokemon who used to look like humans were indistinguishable from another. This is all canon stuff, by the way. And basically, Devin just goes on to ask, "Was this the inspiration for Poker Power People?" And I'm going to say, Devin, no, but not because we knew about that and intentionally wanted to kind of steer clear of canon stuff. It was because we didn't know about that. And this was something that came, I think, almost entirely from when Ali started describing his character. And basically exactly. said, I would like magic powers. <laughs> it was a, how can you make magic and powers we like, work okay, in Pokemon? How can we do magic powers in Pokemon? Well, guess what? Pokemon have magic powers. Pokemon so there's powers. got to be a link. However, the fact that Devin has uncovered this this deep Pokemon lore and has connected it to our Poke powers makes it kind of retroactively even cooler that Formia could exist somewhere near Sinnoh. Who knows, Devin? We don't even know the, the fully about the origins of Poker Powers and Sloking and all that. It's still all up for grabs. We're basically yeah. just advertorial for Arceus Legends. That's all we've been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> could you imagine? And by <laughs> Pokemon Legends Arceus. Well, Satoshi Tujiri is Ali, so he's going to make a bucket. Yeah, if you wouldn't mind, please, <laughs> lining my pockets even further, that would be lovely. So that's it. That is our reflect for the cosmic power arc. Tom has got a dash to go see a baby. Um, so Not did, a baby Tom, he knows, just a baby. Did, <laughs> is, did it Josh, um, is it Josh Whittingham's baby? Is it your brother? Oh, he's gone. He's dashed. He's off to see his brother. Oh, dang. That was it. That was it. That was it. He yeah. literally had until... Oh, oh, no, he's... Ba- Daddy Josh, who's the man? Oh, God. This is ending. This is ending. This is... This when improv weird. goes wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's only because um i remember on the discord someone was quite upset that they were too late for the ep- questions for the last reflect have we included them i think Those that was Ginny. i think it was Ginny. yeah why don't you do the ones not for me why don't okay yeah, we're going to excuse tom and we're going to do a little Ginny quick fire at the yeah. end we started without david we're ending without tom enjoy God, the baby sounds prophetic i don't like that <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> um, <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Thanks for all Bye, the questions. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Stu, do you have those questions? I've got them, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. you see them? All right, can you take yeah, on the Tom role of...
Yeah. I can, of course. So we're going to. So Ginny, this is for you. I just, oh, well, I just, it's for everyone, but it's Tom. You know. At the end of the train arc, we found out about Brandy's dad. Has this changed the way you played her? I don't think so. I don't think Tom's sophisticated enough for that, do we? <laughs> I think it's changed. I think it's 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 changed Tom's uh, Brandy's relationship with poker powers a little bit. I think. Yeah. Tell you what, it's mm. changed. It's, it's changed how Tom in- introduces his character because it used to be it's she's out has. to be the Pokemon champion, and and now it's she's out to change her dad back into a into a a human from a Celio. Mm. So I think that says enough mm. in in the priorities of Brandy Flash. David, the battle between yeah. the Meditites. Or the Medicham and the Meditite in by two, I think this mm, was the one mm, with Theo and Adri. Well, um, was intense. I think that's a good intense. Uh, how was it for you to do that scene? I think I think reading reactions to that scene it affected a lot of people, David. I think maybe they just want to hear how you felt about it. Yeah, um, I mean, we we sort of uh, briefly touched on this back when we did the the bide reflex, but I do think that now that we have gone further in recording. The show at the time it was um at the time i remember it was very much a a moment where the challenge was actually uh, we said about this in in the bide thing but Stu, you are finally here so i can say it to you and maybe this is a, a chance for a dialogue on oh, this yeah, but I wasn't there, was I? you you set some really great challenges for me and theo early on in this season which were about discovering theo's motivations and making sure that theo was grounded not just in powers but in knowledge um mm. those were two really great things early on and i think that that Meditite Medicham scene has ended up having a very large effect on where Theo goes this season, generally, like not to spoil anything uh, with what is to come. But I think at the time it felt like a great chance to bring something in. And I guess like, I think as we talked about then, like I think the issues that the characters have all talked about this season about like self-worth and self-doubt and their virtues and vices all sort of, you know, they're, they're things that we all care about. We're, we're, you know, we're, human beings at the end of the day but yeah it was definitely in- it's definitely intense when you are asked to think of like the darker sides of a character and i think it does mean that you end up drawing on more vulnerable parts of yourself but i think that the real vulnerability of exploring theo's relationship with self-worth is much more interesting in terms of where theo goes with it to come and i think that mm. some of that is already there some of more of it is to come and it's by the time that we up. got to the end of that I found it really fascinating to explore that as something that we kind of all knew was there. Mm. But to have that labelled um, has been very interesting from a sort of acting perspective. Ali, uh, Kenny was forced to make some big decisions about his poker pads and other poker pad people uh, in the rock slide arc. Sorry, so some of these are going back, but I think that's okay. Um, that's he's gone about it in a very Kenny way, but at the same time, he seems more confident and willing to make those decisions than we've seen in the past. Oh, this is cool. So it's almost about the leadership stuff that we mentioned mm. earlier. Does yeah. Kenny realise he's grown? At at this point in the story, I think he kind of loves it a little bit. I think he, I, I, going back to the very first question, I think Kenny does realise that he's grown. He, he lived a very sort of sheltered life up until, you know, getting that note to say, go to the tower and find Theo. And and so it's it's impossible to kind of not think back on who he was when he left home and who he is now. Kenny's had far fewer sort of poker powered where he's lost control. He's had far few episodes. That's what I'm looking for since being around Brandy and Theo, even though he's been in far kind of more stressful environments, he has learned a lot from them and how they approach life. Theo's kind of logic and rationale and um, Brandy's kind of uh, selflessness has kind of brought out a bit of that within Kenny that maybe he had never sort of had to come to terms with before. I don't know if the Kenny that 
left Comover Town would have said the same thing to King Thrush um, about leadership. Mm. Um, I think it would have been more like you just got to, you know, you want to try to make everyone happy. Oh, that's interesting. And, and, yeah. and instead, it, it wasn't that. It was, look, sometimes you just need to kind of, you, you don't need to tell them what to do. You just need to make a decision. Take action. Yeah. And, and, and some people will follow you and some don't. And actually, that's okay. Oh, that's, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, for, for me, you tend to give reign of the story and control of the NPCs to the players pretty much more than any GM I know. Can you tell us <laughs> why you play that way? <laughs> why, why do you do that? Why, Stu? <laughs> Uh, what do you think the advantages and disadvantages of this playstyle are? Um, I do do this a lot, and I would say that that mainly is because I think we all have an agreement on this podcast. We all have a lot of trust, and we all have an understanding that together we are telling a story. We are doing that collectively. And I think we're all very appreciative and um, sensitive to the fact that we're not playing this game to win. We're not we are not solely controlling characters that are, we want to do well at all times. We are creating a story and a narrative, and that will present challenges to characters we love and enjoy, and that will force them to encounter difficulties. And I think being being free and trusting of your players to give them story beats and questions that might put their their beloved characters in difficult moments and knowing that you know they will come back to you with something interesting <laughs> is very powerful for telling a collaborative story because one that everyone knows they have agency in in terms of where the narrative goes is one that everyone's more invested in and i think mm. that's that's the key is that you guys are always going to feel more invested in a story beat or a moment if i've thrown a question to you about it rather than me being like i mean obviously that happens and i say hey guess what this character does this to you and sometimes that's cool and, and the, the story calls for that. But also if I say, hey, we're in this scene, Kenny, let's make this scene more difficult for you, Kenny. And Ali will be like, yeah, cool, let's go for it. Yeah, um, we, we do embrace the kind of <laughs> difficult story beats yeah, a lot. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, there's, there's a knowledge that we're not playing this game so that Brandy, Theo and Kenny can get more powerful, get better gear, beat bigger monsters and win the game. That's not what we're doing here. We're telling a story. I have full trust in all my fellow narrative collaborators and I know that the best way for us all to tell it is if we all chime in and chuck in. And also, from a, from a less sort of like, oh, this is how the story works perspective, I know that the improv scenes will be funnier if we have more voices in them. <laughs> yeah, and more true. people chiming in any scene can <laughs> no. be interesting and if you've got another brain and another person chucking stuff at you things you didn't expect that's where interesting scenes come from and that's where you get you know demi the french swampert who is a human professor or like that's yeah. where you get yeah. shat it and baggy the the gangster scraggies <laughs> like that's well, where and, that and, comes and from shine as well was a completely like original character that was david's that original this, character yeah exactly that yeah. just be has now become like a <laughs> terrifying really intriguing yeah. yeah yeah so i think it forces you to be more creative as well uh, because it gives you a challenge being like you're not you're not in you're not in control you might be running the game but you're not in control and i think that forces you to be even more on your toes than you even would be as a regular gm So 
with that we'll wrap it up thank you for listening to this reflect hope you enjoyed it our chill sunday vibes i certainly enjoyed talking about it i've loved cosmic power going out and just a bit of a thank you because i mentioned this in the uh, in the outro to the um the first episode of the next arc which we can tell everyone now is called spatial rend yes that's Ooh, a huge cool baby huge name for a huge arc but yeah we've kind of we've kind of hit some really big peaky listener numbers over the last couple of weeks the last four weeks in particular have been really really spike a big spike in listener numbers um so thank you for that because we can we can only imagine that that is through people sharing the show telling their friends yeah. tweeting about it writing reviews you know th- that's how these podcasts spread is by yeah. its fans and and people who enjoy it telling other people about it so thank you to everyone who has certainly nothing we've done no we've just been doing the same old <laughs> stuff we always do <laughs> um we are we are eternally grateful for all your support whether though whether you're a patron whether you're just someone who mentioned to a friend hey i found this cool podcast it's really fun you should listen uh means the absolute world so thank you thanks for listening please continue to listen i promise you the next the next two arcs i i think might be our best yet i would fully agree yeah i i i cannot be more excited it's so it's one of those things where every time i share the teaser for the episode i'm like but just wait just wait until they know what's to come just wait so there's there's two episodes there's two episodes no three episodes in particular that i i'm so intrigued to see people's responses to so yeah enjoy the rest of your week weekend day night maybe this is a 3 a.m lesson maybe you're on a oh god, go to shift. sleep, please. Well, if we haven't if we haven't sent you to sleep with this, <laughs> Ali, you're talking to the chauffeur who's driving someone down the M25 at 3 a.m. So don't you? <laughs> oh my, yeah, you stay awake. You stay awake. Um, <laughs> but everyone else, yeah, go to bed and sweet dreams. Dream. Hey, catch those dreams. <laughs> oh, hey, god. no, oh. we don't end the oh, by, and by them. I mean, no, your we dreams. don't. He so threaded the needle, lads. He threaded the needle. <laughs> well, actually, Stu, you just did it right. You do need to clarify what them means. You don't need to clarify what all means. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs>